Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is brought to you by the Friends in Recovery Community, a thriving network of individuals who are fighting back against the stigma of addiction. Join our hosts as they speak up about the real issues of addiction, treatment, and recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery. Welcome back, everybody, to the Friends in Recovery podcast. I'm your host, Jersey Ed, along with my co-host, Buckeye Bambi, blah, 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 Beth, and Nature Dan. Wait, 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 wait. I want to go, Dan, I'll get back to you. You're, you're the most important person in this room right now, but I want to go back to blah, 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 Beth. What the hell does that mean? I just, I talk too much. I know I talk too much. I don't care that I talk too much. So I'm just going to own it. I'm going to be there blah, you blah, go. Blah, so, blah, so blah, you, blah, Beth. Maybe blah, I should be blah, 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 Beth. Blah, blah, blah. So, guys, just to let everybody know, we came on here a little late because Beth talked so much. She broke her fucking microphone. Like we like I had a I had to send out a technician to her house. Cost me two hundred thousand dollars. OK, and nothing worked because she broke it. So now we got to buy her a nine thousand dollar microphone because that's what she's requesting from us, guys. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Anyway, the best. That's right. Nothing but the best for Beth. The best That's for it. Beth. All right. There you go. Dan, how you doing? Why Nature Dan, Dan? I don't know if I ever said asked you that before. Uh, nature Dan. Uh, yeah. So um, if you guys uh, take time and look back in the podcast, you'll see, uh, you know, we got the podcast on Hug a Tree. Uh, you know, I did. Some, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We did the uh, Nature Informed Therapy Certification. So. You know, take some time, look back on the podcast, and you'll get to know a little bit more about me. There you go. Nature Dan sitting on his synthetic couch. There you go. Thanks, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not a piece of wood. Yeah. A man-made synthetic fucking polyester couch, probably filled with foam. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, I did get a chance to spend some time out in nature this past weekend. Though. You did, Dan. You wanted well. Wait, hold on, hold on to that thought. And Buckeye Bambi, welcome, Bambi. It's always to have you back. And we're going to talk to you because you have some fascinating stuff I want to know about. But uh, where did you spend some time in nature, Dan? Nature, Dan, get it? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I, well, I spent some time with you in nature. Oh, you and, did. That's right. Yes. I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and it's not for everybody, which, you know, we found out very easily mm-hmm. on. And, um, you know, once we get into our topic, we'll, we'll talk more about it. Okay. But, um, so we, we went on a, a winter camping trip just to let you know, and, and yeah. we'll talk more about it. Our topic today, guys, is putting shit off, and we'll get to that in a minute. But speaking of putting shit off, here's Bambi and uh, putting her, her life off until she found some interesting things. Right, Bambi? What? Tell us what you just found out. Well, you guys, know, I don't know if you want to share on here, but I do. I do. I okay. want everyone to know. So you guys know that all my family have died off all my all of my family. And I've talked about it many times. You know, I was with my brother, you know, when he passed and my mom and my other brother. And, you know, so, you know, I kind of lived in that. I'm the only one left for a while, you know, and wallered in that and, you know, did the, you know, kind of thing depressed. And I found out this week through the um, Ancestry DNA, um, which I know they're not a sponsor, but they can be because, you know, anyway, I found out through them that I have three sisters. Three Three sisters. That's awesome. Yeah. Three sisters. Three sisters. So, yes, my dad was a man whore. I have a to man whore he was he was okay. apparently i mean come on but he was young it was before he was married to my mom so um but i have three older sisters there you go yeah did, pretty cool did you guys, huh? hold on let's get can you hear that Yep. <laughs> All right. Congratulations, baby, and your three sisters and welcome to the friends and recovery podcast so here we go guys and i got all this like fun stuff anyways but so three sisters, I thought you said you had another brother or something. But he has passed. There was another. Oh, okay. One. So All there right. were four other siblings that I did not know about again. Sorry, now, was, dad, but you were so kind of was wild. this was this your your dad um like 
like another marriage or was it from three other women or apparent i mean i don't know if they were ever in relationships if it was a one night stand thing i mean i guess we'll never know because all the parties are there's nobody left alive to explain and and these girls were all except one of them all of them had been adopted out so they didn't know their real mom or dad Um, oh wow yeah, so they were searching more for their parents and if there were siblings or whatever, and they found each other really quick because mm. they had all entered into the, they had all done um, testing because they were searching, right? Mm. So, and then they stumbled upon the fact and found me and, um, and, so, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to take um, I've ordered my ancestry DNA test just so we can confirm everything. I can see it on my end, but they've done some re- research and they even found our podcast. So they f- that's how you found that. That's how they found you. Is that how they re- I don't literally know found they, you? No, I don't think they found me that way. But once they found me, they found that um, that Buckeye Bambi is you know, their Bambi. So, wow. So wow. I'm sure they've perused our shows. If they're watching now, I'll say hello. They to are. All. Are they on now? <laughs> no, no, Facebook I live. Know. I don't think they're they'll on watch the show though. Facebook. Yeah. They'll watch so them. guys, so we went from three viewers to seven. We more than doubled. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> all maybe at once. should do DNA tests. That's right. Audience. Up. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. We request somebody. If, if guys, if you think, right, if you think you're part of one of us, our families, if you know, if you think you've been adopted or whatever, please call the hotline at 800-989-6504 or send us an email at help at friends and recovery podcast.com. And we would love to get you guys on here and do the reveal like a Jerry Springer fucking reveal show. <laughs> <laughs> please guys, please or visit our website at friends and recovery community.org or email individual us here um, below. Um, except for Dan and Dan will have to get you an email address. Um, but he email us individually. Um, and if you do think you're one of our, um, ancestors just you know let us know i could tell you from probably this whole crew there ain't no fucking money here guys so i don't think you're gonna get inherited so i don't think anybody's gonna come forward so <laughs> anyways um so yeah today we're putting shit off um that it's the topic but before we do it beth how are you okay fine all right everybody let's go back into the topic yeah that's what i'm <laughs> talking like, about ah. yeah <laughs> Beth's like what happened to me <laughs> No, you Beth. I, you know I love you. How are how are you, Beth? I'm good. Okay, good. Is that all you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say. <laughs> Did that technician leave yet, or is he still there on our dime? He's he's still here. He's making me coffee. Oh, very nice. Okay, yeah. thanks. On our dime, great. Oh, <laughs> his name Dan, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you reveal Dan? Can he come in and, and, and say hello to, to the oh, audience? He's actually not here right now. That was just, I was just joking. He just left to go work out. Oh, so you have a you have a house boy coming in and making you coffee. Does Dan know about boy. that? <laughs> a pool boy. Maybe he'll put a pool in. <laughs> oh, my. oh my god. Is this a recovery show or what, guys? Uh, <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Putting shit off is our t- our topic today. And well, before that, guys, speak, speaking of putting shit off, listen to this, and we'll be right back. All right, guys, make sure you buy that book. That is an amazing book. Uh, Carl from SoberPod wrote that, and we know Carl is our best friend, and we love him. And without Carl, this show wouldn't exist, literally. So, anyways, there it is. There's oh, that there book you just heard. There it is. Everybody got theirs. Hold on. Can we make it four today? Let's see. Hold them up. There you go, Carl. It's all for you. There you go. All right. Go listen to Sober Pod and fuck off. Anyways. <laughs> it's one of those days today. I want to get this done because I'm going to a boat show. I'm, we're going out to lunch. I mean, I don't even want to really be here. So I think that's wow. it. I think we're going to. And I think we have a special guest, too. I don't know if that guest is still here. If, if the guest will bring will bring. Yeah, we'll bring them in in a second, but um, putting shit off. So, um, Dan, why the topic of putting shit off? Like, what what is your thoughts on that? So here's the thing about the putting the putting shit off, right? So, um, you know, 
I I'm so people get so used and so tangled up in their everyday life. And, uh, you know, especially me, you know, I'll put things off. I'll go to work. I'll come home. I'll sit in my chair and I'll do the same old thing day in and day out. Right. And, um, you know, I don't focus on self care at all, um, on a normal daily basis. So, um, you know, I started scheduling things like every two months to go do things. And, um, so, uh, I went and I scheduled this trip to New Jersey and you went and 15 other people went. And when we got there, um, you know, one of the, the things, many things that we got to do was, um, do an ice bath mm. and, you know, the schedule was scheduled out purposefully, you know, and it was so that we could maximize the amount of things that we could do comfortably every day to do things that we were you know, whether it was uncomfortable or comfortable with, they were all done so that we could grow as a person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, you know, it, that night that we got there and the it, it was just, everybody was like, yeah, we're going to do the ice bath. Um, and it ended up only being, you know, I was like, I'm going to do it. And, uh, mm-hmm. then you jump right in behind me and said, I'm going to do it too, you know? And they're like, why there? Everybody's like, we'll do it tomorrow. I said, well, when today's gone, you can't go back to yesterday and redo it. You know, mm-hmm. you can always do it today and then do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the benefits of doing that were enormous, you know, um, well, just to get over your fear, number one, like, yeah. you know, so, so th- this is, this is the thing, the big running joke for the week, not running joke, but there's 1,440 minutes in a day. Right. And it was two minutes in the ice bath and yeah. it was the hardest two minutes you can ever do in your life. Same thing with recovery, yeah. right? You know, it's, it's, it, you know, the reading today in Carl's book was about, you know, this might be the hardest thing you're doing today. Right. And, yep. and like you said, if you just dive into it and just do it. And try it and, and get through it, right? And that's what each one of us did here. We dove into our recovery and we are where we're at today because, because it, you know, taking that chance, right? You know, not putting the shit off. And you know what, Dan, you, you said it perfectly. You know, we can never get tomorrow back. I mean, yesterday back, right? Yeah. Um, and I always say, remember tomorrow. So the, so the, the minute you want to go do something or you want to, try something and you put it off remember tomorrow guys because when you wake up tomorrow morning will you be upset you didn't do it will you be happy you didn't do it will you you know are you just gonna kind of like you said sit on a couch i mean you know that all resonated with me and and that's that was me big time and when i was drinking you know big time when i was drinking that the only thing i ever did was sit at a bar or sitting in in the in the in the house and drink. That was it. I had four beautiful kids running around. I had, you know, a house, everything. I just didn't do anything, you know? So, um, Bambi, what's your thoughts on this putting shit off? Because, um, you're not that put her off though, aren't you? No, I'm not normally, but I have some thoughts. First, I want to tell Dan, he said that, um, the (laughs) schedule was made comfortably, comfortably an ice bath. Do not go in the same sentence ever. So just had to make that clear. Um, you know, I, I've, I've never been like a procrastinator, like even in like, you know, school when you put off a project or not. No, I had to get it done. Like the day it's assigned, I want to get it done. You know, I've always been that way with work. I never put things off like until survey because, you know, I was a director of nursing. So, you know, we had annual survey. Well, a lot of DONs will wait. And when your window opens, which is three months before your survey, that's when they would do that. And my philosophy and what I told my staff all the time is, we act today the same way we act on survey day. So we do it every single day the right way. And we don't have to worry and catch up, you know, at that window when that window opens. So I've never been that way. But this year, I really realized how important it is 
to never wait for tomorrow because um, any of our older listeners know my husband literally dropped dead on the beach mm-hmm. this summer and was on a ventilator and we didn't know if we were ever going to get him back and how long he was without out oxygen and stuff. And it really changed uh, both of us, truly, you know, to have that and to think. You can't wait. When he, when he left that day, we were I was kind of mad at him because I was sick and I didn't want him to go fishing because I just went to the urgent care. And so when he left, I was mad at him. I didn't give him a hug. I didn't give him a kiss, you mm. know, because I was pouty. I was sick. I was laying in the bed. And now he's leaving me to go fishing. And, I, you know, mm. I was mad. I, that went through my mind the whole time that he was on the ventilator. I I, I was mad at him as he walked out that door this, you know, in the morning. And I think it's changed both of us that we don't, we don't want to put off anything that we need to do, you know, because you never know. And something like that just drives it home. You know, we hear those stories guys all the time, right? And that's never going to happen to me. Well, it happened to you, right, Bambi? And you probably heard, yeah, I heard them stories all the time, you know, eh, whatever. And thank God the outcome was the outcome the way it was that yeah. Matt's still around and, and, you know, he's, he's fine today. Um, and, um, but, you know, but like it could happen to any of us, like, you know, like jump in your car and you can never come back. You know what I mean? Um, we just had to put down our dog yesterday and it was sad. Oh. You know, he gave us 16 good years of our lives. But, you know, as I as I kind of woke up this morning, I really thought, I'm like, was I the best dog dad ever? Was I, you know, start questioning myself. And, you know, I, I don't know if there's a way that we can never have those questions. Right. Was I a good dad? Was I a good dog dad? Was I a good husband? Was I a good father, wife, whatever it is, um, brother, sister. Um, but. I don't, you know, like, I don't, I think less and less, like we spoke on the meeting before we were on, a, on our friends and recovery um, meetings before that. If I can do that less and less, right. And, and be better and better. I think that's, that's growth. You know, that's definitely growth. I'm never going to be perfect. It's never not going to, um, you know, be like, you know, rainbows and unicorns, you know, but it's, it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be what it is. And, and the other thing is never question yourself, guys, unless you need to question yourself, right? If you're doing everything and, and you're making a mistake here and there, that's fine. But if, but if you're questioning yourself, there's a reason why, right? And dig deeper into it and find out what that reason why is, you know? Um, and, you know, and then just work through it, you know, work through, make a better tomorrow. You know, rem- I always say, remember tomorrow, whatever you're doing today, remember tomorrow. You know, if it's with a dog, a kid, a husband, whatever it is, you know, um, kids grow up. You know, I never thought we'd be empty nesters. Kids grow up and we have nobody left in the house. You know, I never thought that would ever happen with five kids. Right. And here it is. We're not, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> Ouch, my brain just <laughs> <No>. snapped. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, did I did 24 hour podcast when I have five kids? <laughs> No, I didn't, guys. <laughs> but, but That's how about why you, Beth? Billy runs. He was, he was running. Yes, away. exactly. Yes, I'm running yeah. away. How about you, Beth? What about putting shit off? I, I gotta tell you, like, um, I ebb and flow with this a lot, uh, and it, and it comes down to my anxiety. It comes down to my depression. Um, there are just times where I cannot do. Um, and having ha- and having that as like a part of of who I am. Um, when I feel moved to do things, I do them because I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to be able to do them tomorrow. I don't know if, if something's going to happen and I'm, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and something you said, Ed, like I have made like a part of who I am as a person. It's like, am I a good mom? Am I a good wife? Am I a good sponsor? I'm not. Um, am I a good friend? Like, am I good at these things? And what can I do today? to ensure that I'm walking in the right direction. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not, a, I'm not the best mom out there. I'm, I'm, I'm far from it, but what can I do today to be walking in that direction? I think for a lot of people in recovery, it's like, we start to compare ourselves to like literally what we think is the model, whatever we're trying to be. And it becomes so unattainable that we're like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So I just, <clears throat> um, um, I, you know, my sponsor has always, always said, do today. 
right? Mm-hmm. Do today, walk in the right direction. Right acting leads to right thinking. I'm still right acting. My thinking isn't there yet, but like, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I'm pretty sure I'm a sociopath, but, um, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, got, should we take a vote on that guys? I just, I, I just, um, like, I, you know, Dan and I hopped on early because if I didn't hop on early, I wasn't going to hop on. Yep. Right. And I woke up this morning and, you know, Dan and I were kind of talking about this. Like I get up early on Saturday mornings and I start cleaning the house and I swept and I did the bathroom down here and I did this stuff because I want the rest of my day. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can either spend the day thinking I'm enjoying myself sewing. I'm enjoying myself on the podcast. I'm enjoying quilting. But here I'm like, but don't forget, you have to work. You have to do the bathroom. Don't forget, you have to clean the house. Like, I just, I try to get what I, the least favorable things done first or else either I'm not going to do it or it's going to sit there and nag at me and I'm not going to actually enjoy the rest of my day. Well, you get the hard things done first. So then you enjoy the rest of things. And that's, that's a great way of living. You know, that's, that's a great way of living is just get it done because, you know, if, if if really you're going to put it, you're going to put it off, put it off, put it off, and it's not going to be done. It's going to be hanging over. It's just like my running. When I when I go in the meetings on Saturday mornings or every morning, I do my running first because I know damn well that when five o'clock comes around or or Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon after church comes around, I'm not going to go out running. I'm just not. It, I know me and I know, and I'm not saying running is hard, but it's a hard thing to do when you first wake up in the morning and get out there. No, I'm glad I did run today. I'm I'm glad I did get out there and exercise. But when I was walking out the door, I'm like, fuck, should I do this? I had a podcast. We were going to go to the boat show. I'm going to get this shit done. I got to speak on a meeting. I have fucking emptied a tub and, you know, for the ice bath and all, you know, but it's done. And none of that is done. Didn't affect my day at all. Didn't slow me down. It didn't stop the podcast. I didn't put it all. You know what I mean? Everything just happened. And I like what you said, Beth. What can I do today to be a better person? Right. What can I do today to be a better person? I don't think there's a better question on this earth than that question when when you wake up to yourself or maybe what good purpose does this serve me in every situation? But it brings you back. What can I do to be a better person in this situation with this person in this, uh, you know, whatever it is, whatever, you know, whatever, because there there's times like. You know, I wrestle with like opening a, um, a, a, a bag of chips or something and I'm, I'm almost defeated. Like, you know, like fuck this. I'm like, you're going to smash it. But then you, then you stop and say, you know what? I'll be the better person and open it or cut it with a pair of scissors or whatever that is, you know, cause I could go to that place. And you know, again, we were talking about dark places. I could go to those dark places. We were talking about on a meeting this morning, but I don't want to be in those dark places too long anymore. Am I going to go there? Absolutely. 100% because I'm number one, I'm a human being. Number two, on top of being human being, they threw this alcoholism and drug addiction in and really fucked me up. So, um, not for nothing, Ed. Not for nothing, Ed. It's like, it's not so much that we go to dark places. We're from a dark place. And I think, I don't think that that's talked enough about in recovery is the fact that our nature is dark. Mm hmm. We're self-centered to the core. We're selfish. My was on that this morning. Beth was on darkness. Um, yep. That's so weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Ed, our audience member wants some help with procrastination because that's a real problem for her. Oh, so the, okay. We have an We're audience member. They are they in? Can we bring so that our audience in. member in? Let's bring her in. Um, if I only know how to do that, then we would be good. <laughs> Anyways, just yeah, Beth, get keep on going, and I'll bring our audience member in. Yeah, I just I think that I, I think that it's not talked about enough. It's that it's not the fact that we go dark. It's that we walk out of the light back to our core, right? My mm-hmm. core yes. is alcoholic. My core is selfish. Mm-hmm. And that's why we get a daily reprieve. What do we get a daily reprieve from? Who our nature is. Right. So we come to a 12 step program and we are nurturing each other, nurturing ourselves, building a a communication with God. It's the only thing that keeps us sober because it's the only thing God is in the light and my nature Mm -hmm. is in the dark. And I don't want to do that. Like I'm we right. And it's so funny that this is the topic today because I've been procrastinating. Right. I've been putting off going back to meetings like, listen, I've never been a fucking joiner ever. 
am still not a joiner. I've never bought into the concept of a home group. I think mm. that it keeps people stagnant. It keeps people stale. People get sick of each other. You start sharing the same messages. Not everybody is out there living a life and they just keep saying the same things and it just gets turned off. So I made a decision that I was going to go back to meetings this year. And, and I meet with my sponsor every other week and I meet with sponsees and I work a program. It's just meetings are not my thing. And I went to a meeting last night. It wound up being a celebration meeting. And I met a guy that I knew when he got sober 25 years ago up in Sussex County. And he was there celebrating 25 years. Mm. And we made a pact. We made a decision that he was, he's dealing with the same thing. Like you get into the twenties and thirties of recovery and it's real easy to not drink. And it's real easy to convince yourself that you're okay. And it's real easy to just not go to meetings. So he's on my radar now. I got his, his cell phone. And because he's on my radar, I know that that's what I need to get myself to a meeting is to be of service to somebody else. Yeah. He mm. needs somebody to be of service to him. So it's a good match. And then of course we have Anne Marie who's already going to the meeting every week. Cause she's the good child. And um, <laughs> Gotta have one of those. Yeah. She's my sponsor <laughs> favorite, whatever. And, um, I'm the sponsee from hell. And, um, and the so, podcast yeah. guest from hell too. A host from hell. Host from hell, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's like, yeah. what? I think that... Get, Dan, get what were you going to say? I was going to say, and then she puts her two weeks in. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, Beth will never put her two weeks in. She loves this. Even though she doesn't know how to get on or breaks the microphone, we still love her, though. We were on <laughs> 20 minutes earlier than anybody else. Cutting it well, that's up. not my problem. Hey, you were the slacker this morning. It wasn't I us. was. I know. I really was. I didn't have my microphone on. I didn't have anything. I was he, eating. I was trying to he eat. Got on, then he got on and walked out and was like, I need <laughs> yeah. to go eat. I'm like, okay. Do we have an audience member that we're... Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's our audience member. So, yeah. So our audience member has a question about procrastination, I think. Is that what you said, Bambi? Because right. I didn't get it up here on my screen. So, guys, this is the first time we had an audience member. We'll figure out all this stuff and uh, as we go through. But this is... We're going to bring an audience member in. She's a friend in recovery. She's been on plenty of our meetings. We know her very well. But I don't know if the show ever had her on here yet, but... Um, we're going to bring her on and she's going to talk about procrastination because it's actually that's the nice word about saying putting shit off. Right. That's a nice way of saying putting shit off. But sometimes I can't say procrastination, whatever it is. And we're going to put uh, putting shit off. So here's Cindy, um, Hi, one of Cindy. our audience members. And uh, this is our new studio where we can bring people in. And I, I don't I don't know how he did that, but somehow we did it. And here she is. And Cindy, welcome to the Friends and Recovery podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. You're I admire welcome. all of you and your podcasts are amazing. So um, thanks for having me on. Thanks. I guess, I guess we have to pay her for that, saying that, right? Is that what we agree to? <laughs> because nobody says our podcasts are amazing. Nobody. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Anyways, but um, so so Cindy, you were talking. I think you typed it. Well, you I don't know if you typed it in, but Bambi said you were you want to talk about procrastination, which is putting shit off. Um, what's yeah. your thoughts or your 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 um, your question on that? Um, well, I've been in recovery. I've been sober for a year and six months. Woo! And, um, Congratulations! Woo! Thank you. And um, you know, like. I had, I had like a kind of a different situation. I started working the steps and, um, I struggle with mental illness. So, um, I had a a very deep fall into depression and thanks to, um, my dear friends, they helped me get to a place where I could get help. Um, like during that time I was seeing, a therapist and he told me like I had started working the steps and he told me to stop working them because I had a lot of trauma that I had to work through. But when I went away and got help, they really focused on the trauma and a lot of that had been healed. But now that was 
probably seven months ago and I still haven't started working the steps yet. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm on step four, but uh, I didn't finish it. And I really, I, I, I feel like um, pro procrastination has always been something that I've struggled with even, you know, before I became sober and um, it definitely, it's like, it's better that some people have said like rip the bandaid off. Like it's, it's hard, but it's going to feel better once you take action. Mm -hmm. um, and I, at once a, a wise man once said to me, motivation follows action. So you can like, you're not always motivated. Sometimes you have to like take steps and then you become motivated. Um, so, so that's something, that's something huge that I really have to work on. Cause the other things, um, like I, I feel confident in my sobriety, but I know that there's character defects that I need to, to work on. Mm -hmm. And I fear that if I don't do that, even though I've made it this far and I feel really good and confident that if I don't do that, it, I could wind up right back in the same place. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw this question over to Beth because Beth has many sponsees and she's been around for a long time. And, um, <laughs> and, I don't know what, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but, but Beth, I mean, with all your sponsees and, and, you know, Cindy, Cindy, I'm stuck on step four, you know, but what's your thoughts on that? Because I was, I, I didn't really work the steps until like the first eight to 10 years. I mean, I worked on them here and there, but I didn't really get deep into the steps. And what's your thoughts on, on what Cindy just said? Get it done. Okay. Like we, we can sit here and we could talk about it for hours, but like get get it done either so I've, I've i've done different things with different people myself included and i'm not coming down on you like in any way shape or form you can ask anybody who knows me i will fucking put off writing inventory as long as i can because i fucking hate it it's a pain in the ass so here's some stuff my first inventory i got really jammed up on and um like I could not bring myself to finish it. And so I called my sponsor and she was like, okay, like just come on over to my house and let's see what you've got. And like my sponsor wasn't really a chatty Kathy and she definitely wasn't my friend. So I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I'm going to my sponsor's house to like chat. Like this is amazing. So I show up at her house. She sits me down at her dining room table. I can see she just made homemade meatballs and sauce. And uh, she goes, finish writing. And when you're done, you can have some meatballs. And that's how I got my inventory written the first time. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but there, there are things that you can do. Some of my sponsees, they set a time every day. They sit down the same time. Oh, she left. She's no, like, she's here. No, oh. you're you're good. Oh, okay. It goes um, on and off. Just just let the recording it. it the, it records and we may or may not see her, but, or any of us, oh, it'll, it'll there. go. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, okay. So some of my sponsees, they, they set a time every day on their calendar for an hour, half hour, whatever it is. And they can do that. They can sit down every day. I'm not like that. So, um, there have been times where I will literally ask somebody to sit with me while I, while I do my inventory and I'm mm. not asking them for help and I don't need them to help, like to do anything other than to just sit there with me. So, you know what I mean? Like there have been times where it's like, Anne Marie will bring a book and she'll sit down and I am, it's, it's the only way I can make myself accountable to actually sit down and write because she's sitting right, right in front of me. Yeah. And if I start sewing or cleaning, I, I can't even tell you, I think that anybody that needs to get their house cleaned, just start inventory and your house you will get clean. Be mm -hmm. because that's what people do. They're like, I swear to God, it's the number one thing you hear in meetings. It's like, I sat down to do inventory and I noticed how dirty my floor was. <laughs> and the house is spotless now, like the whole house is spotless now. So having somebody, I don't know. And listen, I, it's the same when I, when I registered for college, I couldn't do it. 
until Meg walked with me into the college and I went to the bursar's office and I signed up for class. Mm. She was like, you didn't need me. I didn't do anything. You, you handled all of it. And I was like, I needed you just to be here with me. And sometimes support, that's enough. Yeah. Support. And, reality, and you know, I, I like this. It's in, okay. I'm sorry. No, it's just the reality is the more you talk about finishing your inventory, the less you're going to fucking finish it. Mm. Got to jump into it. And, you know, like, you know, incentive, right? Some, some incentive and, and, you know, whatever that is, whatever motivates us, you know, and, and uh, Cindy, I like meatballs. what you said, action meatballs, action, you know, breeds motivation, but how do we do that action? Right. What's like, like it, it's a training process of our mind, right? That whatever that is, that run in the morning, that cold bath at you know twelve degrees in in the middle of the the night. Um, it's a it's it breeds motivation because when we got out of that tub or when I got done with that run, it felt really good. See, we don't think about the things why. Like, like I always say, it's it's hard at the beginning, gets muddy in the middle, and we get the reward at the end, right? Yeah. So hard to start, and then you, you don't have anything to look forward to because it's going to suck in the middle. I don't care what it is. And then at the end, you finally get the reward. But if we keep training our minds to go back, okay, I remember that last marathon. I remember that last inventory. I remember that last cold dip. I remember that last whatever it was. If we can train our minds right here and now not to be afraid – we just jump into well, in your case, if you haven't done the steps yet, but you know, and that's why I said incentives, is there an incentive when you get it done? Like what's your reward? Um, you know, maybe talk to your sponsor and, and maybe there's an incentive that you guys can come up with to, to get it done. You know, yeah, is there a I way mean, to mail meatballs? <laughs> I, um, yes, there is Bambi. You send people food all the time. <laughs> I know that, um, the biggest reward is just that like I carry around a lot of baggage and I know the biggest reward is to not have that baggage anymore and to understand how to get rid of it, to go through the process. But honestly, Cindy, you don't know that mm. you've been told that you don't know that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you keep telling yourself, I know, I know this is going to be a great reward. I'm going to feel better. You don't know that you've never done it before. Like you, you literally, you're, you're out there in the wind on your own, a blind faith and direction from an excellent sponsor, by the way, you have excellent, excellent. Yes, I do. She's the best. I'm not her sponsor, Beth. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we're going to, we're meeting on Friday. So we already have the meetings started. Um, but yeah, I think uh, at, along with what Ed said, it's a lot of this is training your brain and like recreating different pathways in your brain um, that lead you to a different outcome. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've heard that, like, I mean, if you can, you can almost train your, your brain to think like that hard things are, is a positive thing. Like doing hard things is a positive thing. Mm -hmm. So, well, you know, and Dan, this is, this is perfect for what we did this weekend. It was, I think it was 10 degrees out the water. We had to chip the ice off the top of the water. Right. And you know, the first thing I thought was I'm going to die by sitting in there. Right. But if I got the facts, if I got the right information, like, like Beth, you said, don't be out there in the wind. So I got the facts. I understood that hyperthermia does not set in until about 10 minutes. Right. So two minutes. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it doesn't. So Why two minutes. <laughs> because I was, done, I was going into the water before. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But. Um, but you know, the, the, the facts are, is that, you know, I know I'm going to be in there for two minutes and it's nowhere near hyperthermia. I'm not going to get sick. Nothing's going to happen to me. But if I stood there and didn't do research, didn't find out any of this stuff, holy shit, man, I'm going to freeze to death. Oh my God. I'm not going to, you know, all that stinking thinking in our brains, right? Is that what we say in the program? Stinking thinking. If we let our brains take over and not do what we, what, what we know we're capable of doing, 
then then we just let it does everything just run wild right run wild in our minds and that's where we're we're stuck on our fourth step or if we don't go into the um into the cold plunge or if we don't run that marathon or if we don't you know ask that girl on a date or whatever it is or that guy in the date whatever that is because we're afraid oh yeah if i ask this guy on a date he or she's going to reject me well how do you know that how the fuck do you know that if you have a fucking um like a, a crystal ball let me know and if you could predict the future i'm your fucking agent man we're gonna make a ton of money nobody knows that it's up here in our minds guys and once we overcome that that shit in our minds uh, you know and cindy you're not the only one we all do that I, I i mean you know and we all talk about it on here you know and it's procrastination it's it's you know getting stuck it's putting the shit off whatever it is you know dan i want to know your thoughts on this like um like your your thoughts about jumping in that cold bath and maybe what where cindy's stuck at too because i you know i just want to hear hear your thoughts about it instead of me blabbing uh, the whole i mean i feel time. like it's just <laughs> like doing the cold plunge i mean if you just if you don't do it you're not going to get the results you know that's just the the long and short of it unless you do it if nothing changes, nothing changes. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. How long do you want to feel like this? Right. How long do you want to be, uh, you know, uh, the other thing too, guys is there's nothing wrong with saying I'm afraid, right. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid to do it. You know, that's, that's what we, that's what procrastination is too. You know, if somebody asked me to jump out of an airplane, I would say, no, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, I can do it. Right. It's possible, but Let's see what's the underlining issue of that. The underlining issue is I'm afraid to, right? And and I really don't want – jumping out of a plane is not my thing. I just don't want to do that, you know? With or without a parachute, I really don't want to do it. And and it's okay to say I'm afraid or not interested. You just can't say I can't. I can't do step four. I can't jump out of a plane. I can't get in the top. You can do anything you want. Your body can do anything you tell it, but we have self-limiting beliefs that tell us we can't. We're not good enough to do step four. We're not good enough to jump in that tub. You know, what's going to happen if I jump out of the plane? Whatever that is, whatever those self-limiting beliefs are, you can believe them or you can push through them and get to step five or steps, whatever steps you're on. And just Cindy just brought it up. I'm just using step four as an example. And a lot of people, Beth, get. And I'm not no step guy, but that's where people get stuck, right? Is that a big um, sticking area? So Cindy's not alone. No, I mean, there are people yeah. that are, have been around for years that just haven't, haven't written their image or haven't actually worked the steps. And it's yeah. like, yeah. listen, it says in the book, if you buy into a 12-step process, you believe that God removed the problem because we're beyond human aid, right? That's the whole premise of a 12-step program. doesn't matter what 12-step program it is. That's the whole premise. And if you don't buy that, don't do 12-step program. But it's like, it's a quality of life issue is what I call it, right? Mm, I like that. It's a quality of life issue. How free do you want to be, right? You want to get to that place like Ed? who is a fucking maniac and jumps in frozen water and runs for 20 miles. I don't think I've run 20 miles collectively my whole life. And he's out there like running 23.1 miles or whatever marathon is because he's fucking insane. But it's like he gets to choose what he wants to do, right? Because he's worked the steps. He's gotten to a place. Here's here's some of the benefits that you're going to get from the different steps, right? When you take step one, you understand that your life is unmanageable, not because you're an asshole or you're a loser. It's because you suffer from an ailment called alcoholism, right? When you start to really dig deep on step two, you start to challenge every belief that you have and ask yourself, is this a current belief or is this an old belief that needs to be replaced? Where did that belief come from? You know, I grew up thinking you can only paint your walls once, ever. Mm. Because I grew up in a 200-year-old house and my dad was constantly peeling like layers and layers and layers of paint off of the original woodwork and he was constantly like, who fucking paints this much? Who puts this much paint on? Right? So like I lived in my house in Charlotte for seven years and I never painted because I couldn't figure out that one color that was going to be good for life. Mm. So it's like, it's an old belief. I challenged it and I came and I fucking paint every fucking wall in this house like three times already. I've been here a year. (laughs) So I get to paint my house, right? And in step Mm -hmm. three, we just, we're making a decision and we're being accountable. That's it. That's all you have to do in step three. Just make Mm -hmm. that decision that you're going to do four through nine. 
step four is a fucking mess. But I know you have an excellent sponsor, and I know that she gave you some columns, and you're going to just put that shit on paper. It's not like you're going to find out something you didn't know. <laughs> you were there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. No one because you're in a blackout. I highly doubt it's coming back now. So, you know what I mean? Like, just get the shit on paper. Five is a risk, right? But, okay, so the rewards of four is, is that even before you do five, you're going to see where this shit came from. It's going to make sense. It's going to it's going to be out there in black and white and you're going to go, "Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell you, knowing what I knew at the time, that was that I would make the same fucking decision today because I didn't know any better or I know I can Oh, I did that or I didn't realize that that was wrong and I can go and make amends for that or I can pay the money back." In step 5, you're going to sit down with literally one of the most beautiful souls that are on the face of this earth. She is going to listen. She's going to understand because I've heard some of her fucking stories. She, she's fucked up too. So, <laughs> <there's> some, <laughs> really? I know that's right. Just a little bit, right? Y'all know her secrets. <laughs> right? So, and then, right? So then you walk away from that with your six, seven, eight, and nine all ready to go. And in step six, we get to become ready. And the, the, the gift of six and seven is my favorite experience in my whole fucking life. Understanding that this behavior or this character defect or this whatever, this self-protection is no longer serving me. And that God's just going to take it and give me something else in return is literally physically life-changing. It's, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. It is literally cooler than having a kid, like pushing a baby out of your hoo-ha. It's cooler than that. <laughs> it hurts a lot less usually. I was going right? to say way cooler than that. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a 10-pound baby, so, you know. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, Dan and I can't relate to that, but um, but overcoming, overcoming, bad, overcoming bad habits with new habits. That's it. That's what it is. So overcoming that bad habit of stop, don't want to, you know, don't want to do step four. You have these fears, whatever it is, your new habit's going to be, all right, I'm just going to take a step into it. And you don't have to write all everything down all at once, right? Write one a day, two a day, one an hour, you know, one a week, whatever's comfortable for you. This, this program, there's no beginning or end. There's no finish to this program. And here's, here's the thing, guys. If you have a good sponsor, and, and yeah, but you're working a good program. Yeah, she has a good sponsor. When you get to step 12, guess what? You're going back to step one again and you're going to paint that fucking bridge again. You know, that's okay. that's like when you paint this, the, the Golden Gate Bridge and when they get to the end, you got to start all the way back again and start painting it again. You know, because it's going to end up like Beth's family house, fucking paint peeling everywhere. And you don't want that, right? You don't want paint peeling in your fucking in your life anyways, you know? So, Beth, that was wonderful. That was a great um, example. Yeah, yeah, that was really Definitely. Yeah, um, was I feel like fear is the thing that's holding me back. Um, fear is a liar. Yeah. Yeah. Fear is like, fucked up. Yeah. I, um, I already wrote, like, we, we did start step four. I wrote a, a lot of stuff down, but it was a long time ago. So, I have it in my phone, but I like now a whole bunch of other crap happened that I screwed up. So I gotta <laughs> I have to do it all over again. But no, you don't. No, you don't. You're no. just gonna take that and you're gonna continue. Okay. But here's the, here's the blessings of that, Cindy. When you get through all these steps, you get to correct that on a daily basis, not on a yearly basis or a step four basis. You get to correct that. On a daily basis now, yep. once you once you get all the yeah, exactly, yep. Once you get it all out, that's where it comes where you correct it daily, weekly, whatever it is. You don't have to sit on this shit anymore. And like Beth yep. said, that shit that you wrote down, it ain't going anywhere. It ain't changing. It happened. It ain't gonna change. And that's it. Yeah, I agree with Listen, you. You don't have to redo it. This sounds. I know for a lot of people, they're afraid of what people are gonna think of them. It's none, it's none of your business what people think of you. Try, tell yeah. us what the fear is. Actually, just Cindy, I'll tell, us tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you. A lot of these character defects go all the way back from being molested when I was four years old. 
and I didn't tell anyone. And so my automatic instinct is to lie about everything, stupid things. That's complicated. I don't 100% sure understand why, you know, but I felt like it was my fault. I felt dirty. I felt evil, bad. And I just have been hiding ever since. Well, those things aren't stupid, Cindy, at all. They're yeah. they're big deals to you, and they're not stupid. So you have to understand that, number one. And I'm no therapist, but, you know, all these things, whatever happens into our, in our lives, whatever holds us back isn't stupid. We have to get through them. And, you know, and you are. I mean, look, I, I don't, you know, look at your life and see where you've come from to where you're at today. A lot of us don't do that, right? Even, in, even Beth, you and I with, with, you know, bigger numbers in recovery, sometimes I think, well, do I really know that? Right. Do, like, you know, so so I have to look back and see where I've come from. And that's what you, you definitely need to do, you know, and especially step four. You're going to you're going to look at all that and you're going to say, not that person anymore. I'm not that fucking person anymore. Right. But what I think is really, really important. And I'm so glad that you have Bambi as a sponsor is here. Listen, I come from the exact same background and I was abused until I was 16. And. You're going to put those resentments down on paper. I promise you that you that you are not responsible, right? Your part gets pushed aside because you don't have a part. You are an innocent child who had something happen to them and done to them. You're not responsible for that. But as we move through recovery, right, you said it so eloquently that you know that you lie, you know that lying is attached to that. Let's look at the lying, right? So we're just gonna look at the lying as a character defect and we're gonna move through that, right? And you have a second step, you have a higher power. So we're gonna look at the lying, right? Because you don't, right? We all did things, right? All character defects are, are levels of self-protection. Honey, you needed that self-protection. You were being harmed. So, but now that self-protection is no longer necessary because God has your back. We have your back. We have checks and balances. However you want to make yourself feel safe, you don't need that self-protection anymore. And this fourth step process is going to help you separate out, right, what happened and what you did to combat it because we don't need to do that anymore we're on different footing right we've stepped from bridge to shore right in the second step we step from bridge to shore and we're on solid footing and you need to trust that Mm -hmm. i highly suggest writing actually physically writing your inventory with somebody in the room Okay. You will feel safer. You will feel supported. You don't have to talk to them. You don't have to do anything. But somebody that you trust and love, go to Bambi's house, sit down, and just write. She'll play with the dogs. The dogs will lick you. It'll be ethnic. <laughs> I will send you meatballs. But it's like <laughs> the trauma of what you're going, what you went through, it clouds the lenses that you look at, that you look through life at, right? Look at life through. This process is going to change those lenses and give you some freedom so that you can actually go to therapy and deal with the trauma instead of compounding it and shoving it down further and further by talking about it, but not being able to get out of the lenses. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it, it totally does. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's like, I, I, gonna do this and i thank you for all of your advice it's just it's been going on for so long i'm just so sick of being the way that i am i know i'm a good person but it's just that's just that automatic instinct to just because i'm afraid of what people are gonna think like there's a million reasons why i'm afraid Mm -hmm. and i just don't want to be like that anymore yeah 
Well, the good news is we have an inventory just for fear. So after you mm -hmm. finish resentments, yep. you can get into the fears. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't make you feel any better. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. <laughs> no, I believe me. I'm sorry. I'm getting so emotional. It's just... But that's what you're supposed to do. You're doing yeah. exactly what you're supposed to do. People that go through, listen, I took a girl through the steps once. She literally went through it linearly and like with her head. She didn't cry once. She didn't press. She drank. She, this, this is about getting this connected, right? And you have that already and it's painful, mm -hmm. right? My sponsor was like, you gotta, you gotta feel all that shit that you shoved down there for years. Dude, I cried. I won't admit this in public. Not that we're not public right now. <laughs> all seven, all seven the listeners. Fucking world is watching. <laughs> I'm a liar. <laughs> right? But I cried for five years. And I will tell you that when my girls call me and they go, they're crying on the phone. I'm like, oh, God, I'm so excited. You're crying. And they're like, I fucking hate you, Beth. And I'm like, it's okay. Your feelings. The good news is you get your feelings back. The bad news is you get your feelings back. That so, is true. That is you're, true. You're an amazing, amazing human being that's going to, that, first of all, you allowed God in enough to keep you from drinking for as long as you have. That so, is that's a gift and you are honoring that gift by pushing through where you can don't judge yourself if you're pushing and nothing's happening mm. right nothing happens in god's world by mistake so we're we're going to push through we're going to ask for support and we're going to get there sometimes quickly sometimes slowly mm. i mean if he, you're he's, dead, he's still he, trying to get you. there <laughs> here's the here's the great part of this on top of all this cindy you being so transparent of where you are, are and what's going on in your life that's that's healing and growth right there now you have to just take that step into like what beth said to jump into that you're also empowering women to come up not not on a podcast format but in in their with their sponsor in their lives with their therapist to to be okay and talk about these things whatever these things are if it's what happened to you beth whatever you know whatever it is now now you're empowering people to come through and and it's okay to talk about this you know and whatever avenue they want to you know i did i did my last fourth and fifth step with my therapist my my sponsor suggested i would i do that and it and it it cost me a lot of money, but, but, <laughs> but, um, but it worked. That's where I needed to be at that point, be safe, be where I needed to be at. And so whatever that looks like for each and every one of us out there, we have to do it and you have to take the, the, you don't have to, but I, I suggest you take the suggestions, what Beth, not you, Cindy, but out there, everybody out there, like what Beth said, what your sponsor says, what everybody, anybody who you come across, you know, listen to those suggestions. Cause sometimes we're not in the right mind to say things. We're in the right mind to get it out, but not in the right mind to really, is this the way I go? Right. I'm never in the right mind to understand where I'm going. What I'm always asking questions. I'm, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm always asking questions. I'm always trying to learn. You know, I want to learn every single day of my life. And you guys know this. I always say if I'm the smartest fucking person in a room, I better get the fuck out because I don't know shit. And the minute I know shit, I'm, I'm screwed. And, um, you know, so, you know, guys, we got into a heavy, heavy topic here. Wow. Cindy, thank you for coming on um, as our first audience member. Also, that was cool. And we figured out how to get her in here. That was great. Please come back to the show. <laughs> thank you for helping me and your advice. And I really appreciate it. It's yeah, well, been yeah. great. Yeah. Well, right. you know, you like uh, Beth said, you have a great sponsor. Um, you know, you're, we're going we're going to help a lot of people with this topic. Just right. people listening to it. Guys, if you know, if 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 you if you have any issues and, and you want to talk to somebody, you know, this podcast is great. But contact your local therapist, contact, you know, um, whoever's, you know, um, if, if, if it's a crisis, contact the crisis department. Go and talk to somebody about whatever it is, you know, whatever that is. Um, and, and, you know, just talk to somebody professional, go to your emergency room, um, you know, make a phone call to, I, and there's numbers out there, you know, and we can put them in the show notes. Bambi, if you can 
get a bunch of numbers for some mental health stuff and and you know this weight's in there because this was a very open and honest and and kind of um transparent show today and it might hit a couple couple strings there but cindy thank you for being a guest we appreciate it um guys any closing thoughts you know we did start off with you know kind of um procrastination and and putting the shit off and and uh dan i know you were quiet over there but any any closing thoughts on and anything here no, I'm just, uh, Cindy, again, thank you for coming on and um, sharing that with us. And um, if nobody told you guys today, I love you. Love you, too. Thanks, Dan. Beth, I know you did a lot of talking, but anything before we close? Blah, you blah, were amazing. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and Beth. <laughs> now, guys, you know why she broke her microphone. There you go. <laughs> and, of course, the the the, uh, the sponsor of the sponsee here is Bambi. It's She's Bambi. amazing. And Bambi, I mean, you know, it's – do you want to – close with anything yeah first of all i want everyone out there listening to know that there is just like a 911 number there's a 988 number that you can call at any time 24 7 and they'll connect you with someone mental health wise so that's okay, the, the, the main hotline number just like you're dialing 911 someone always answers you dial 988 someone answers so i want to put that out there and then i just want to say i love you girl I love you too. <laughs> well, guys, this has been a great show. Um, you know, we got a lot of things out and got a lot of hopefully helping a, a lot of people. And Cindy, um, you know, come back and give us an update, you know, whenever you can. We would yeah. love to have you back on. Maybe she'll be our only guest. I mean, our only <laughs> audience member from here on in. So she might be on a show all the time. But um, Cindy, thank you for for everything that, you know, you just spoke about. Um, that was it was amazing. And um, from the heart. Yeah, we, we were very proud of you that you, you got all this out. And guys, you know what I always say every week? Stay sober, everybody. This concludes this episode of Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice-daily support meetings. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.